Now, I started with WOR in February 1922, about the time when uh, Bamberger's received the license to broadcast. And this license was issued at that time by the Department of Commerce. We went to Washington in the morning, prepared an application for a wireless telephone license. We submitted it to the clerk. The clerk filled out a, a license, and we came back in the afternoon with a license. We bought an old DeForest transmitter, promptly put it on the air, and on February the 22nd, 1922, was the inauguration date of WOR. And we endeavored to make this February 22, 1922, because the numerals all came out 2 22 But interestingly, the schedule that we prepared at the time, we had a half-hour broadcasting in the morning from 10 to 10.30, we had a half-hour broadcasting in the afternoon from 2 to 2.30. And then we were also on the air between 6 and 7 o'clock. The voice you just heard was former WOR chief engineer Jack Popoli. The station went online on February 22, 1922. In 1934, WOR became one of the flagship stations of the Mutual Broadcasting System. The next March, Popoli was chiefly responsible for the creation of radio's first directional antenna, just as WOR increased its power to 50,000 watts. In December of 1936, Don Lee's West Coast chain of networks joined Mutual, giving it coast-to-coast -coast access. But in the fall of 1937, the Mutual Broadcasting System had no top 50 rated shows. 74% of the U.S. population now had a radio set. Sunday evening's most heard shows belonged to Edgar Bergen, who pulled a 32.1, and Jack Benny, who pulled a 29.5. Both ran on NBC Red. Overall, NBC's Red Network had 26 of the nation's top 50 shows, while CBS had 19 and NBC's Blue Network had five. WOR Sunday afternoon programming had concerts, sports, and news bulletins. Their schedule was ripe for a new melodrama. <laughs> 